Mindless Can, the podcast, with radio personality Jane Lindley Thomas and psychologist Paul Bushel. Because every act of kindness, no matter how big or small, can change lives. In this series, Jane and Paul hope to enrich your life by giving you practical tools on how to be kinder in your relationships with yourself, with those around you, at home, work, and in your community. We are so delighted to welcome Cindy Norcott, CEO of Pro Talent and Pro Appointments, motivational speaker, author, founder, and chairperson of the Robin Hood Foundation, also a very, very special friend of mine. Welcome, Cindy. Hi, Jane. It's so lovely to be here. Thank you so much for the invitation. Hi, Cindy. Thanks so much for taking the time to chat with Jane and I today. I think anyone in Durban knows lots about uh, the Robin Hood Foundation, or they've at least heard of it. But I know that July is always a special month for you guys, and we just can't wait to talk about some of the things that you're going to get up to. Oh, thank you, Paul. I must say July is our favorite month. It's Mandela month. You know, we don't believe in just having a Mandela day. We literally have this crazy, crazy busy July every single year, and this year is no different. Okay, so what are you getting up to? I know that it's not going to be one or two things. If I know anything about you, hashtag unstoppable. What do you got up your sleeve? <laughs> well, Jane, we actually were a little disappointed because obviously with the lockdown, with you know the social lockdown, we were going to have teams working at the Sami Army for the whole of Mandela week. And um, we've decided not to do that just because of keeping people safe you know, just making sure that people are, are socially distant. So, yeah, we've got quite a few things up our sleeves at the moment. Um, we, we're actually going into a number of creches, literally with chairs and tables and um, loads and loads of toys and equipment for creches. So we'll be doing, um, we did about six creches last week, and we'll be visiting probably another five, between five and ten creches over the next two weeks. And um, we also have um, literally a storage unit full of biscuits to distribute to a, a large variety of charities. We've also placed a large order of staple food. Right now with the lockdown, we're finding a few people are battling to, to feed their families and we are getting calls via so many community organizations. So we are going to be doing a food drive next week as well. And, um, you know, we've got a lot of friends who are doing things called Hoot and Loot, <laughs> where they, they're asking their friends if they've got items to donate to the Robin Hood Foundation. And then they are going to their friends' houses hooting and their friends will drop off their loot in their car. So um, it's, it's one way of getting people to clear out their goodies and to donate them to us. And then those goodies get put into goggle bags, which go to the needy grannies and to various communities. Um, we add staple foods, and then the grannies get these massive bags filled with clothing, shoes, linen, kitchen items, accessories, and then obviously some staple foods. So we are just trying to create a, a movement of good, uh, a movement of spare resources from those who have extra to those in need. So, I mean, since if someone's listening to this right now and they're like, I want to get involved, but I actually don't even know where to begin. Okay, Jane, you know, it's funny. There are so many things that people can do. I'm obviously not wanting to just chat from the Robin Hood Foundation point of view. But, you know, it's funny. Last week I was sitting there thinking, gosh, you know, I'm so disappointed we can't do the Sami Army. And I thought, what can I do? What, what do I have in my head, heart and hands? And I, I sat there and I thought, you know, I coach business owners all the time. What about offering five free coaching sessions online? And um, I put that on social media and I've selected five business owners randomly. Hopefully by that act of kindness, 
67 minutes times by five business owners, maybe I could have a tiny impact on their business. So my encouragement to people is to say, what do you have? What is your talent? What is your skill? Um, and some people might say, well, I don't really know. Um, it could be a simple thing like, I mean, if they wanted to get involved with Robin Hood, two things they could do. One is go through your house. Do you have 67 items you could donate? Items that have value, that are in good condition, but that you no longer need. They no longer bring you joy. Those items could be dropped off at one of our drop-off points. Or if there's a lot of items we can collect as well. Another thing we're doing is some people say, I don't have the time, I don't have the stuff, but they're donating 67 Rand. And at the end of July, we'll have 15 beautiful lucky draw prizes, you know, which will also go through a randomizer app and, and we will donate those prizes to 15 people who donate 67 Rand or more this month. But, you know, if I look, Jane, there's so many ways that people can get involved. So, I mean, over the years I had, um, the one family, they, they, they make sandwiches every single Mandela month or Mandela week, and they take hundreds of sandwiches um, that they've paid for into the community and just hand out sandwiches. Um, I know so many people who've said, you know, we don't need gifts. So when they have a big birthday, I even had a, a couple who had a wedding, and they, they asked people to rather donate uh, money for food parcels for us. Even last year at Christmas, I had quite a few families saying, we as a family don't need any Christmas presents. We will support Bless Her Granny. You know, and, and there's also a lot of people have so many beautiful skills. So we have a lot of ladies who um, buy wool and then they crochet or they knit. They knit blankets, beanies, jerseys, booties. You know, we've got people who are just knitting every single day. I know some people who knit two items a day for Robin Hood and they never stop. So I think that's a shout out to people like that. But I, I suppose there's never been a, a time more than right now to, to absolutely start reconnecting with the kindness inside of yourself, which we all absolutely possess. And it doesn't have to be big things. It can be starting in really, really small ways. I'm sure over your years with Robin Hood, Cindy, you've, you've collected some amazing stories of people connecting with that kindness inside of them and starting small and, and who knows, grows into something really big and meaningful. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, you know, Paul, I think you, you've hit the nail on the head there. You know, I think now is a time for kindness. I think the world is actually so hurt and broken that if people can find a way to be kind, I think now is the time more than ever that people need it. I remember one day getting a, a ring at my doorbell and there was a family. Um, they decided they'd been blessed and they bought nappies. They bought a car load, they had a station wagon. They just literally, as they opened the, the back door of the station wagon, all these nappies um, came out and they just said they felt that we did love the babies and they wanted, they know how expensive nappies were and they, they put a budget aside and they just bought nappies. And, you, you know, when you've got new mums who are raising children uh, that they can't afford, um, nappies are an absolute luxury. Um, I also had another lady who was so excited by one of our feeding programs that she started feeding a few people in her neighborhood. Um, I also heard a story of an old lady who died. And on her last day on her deathbed, she literally finished a little Jersey for us. You know, these, these are people just sort of looking around and saying, how can I help? How can I make a difference? And I think while we're speaking on that, um, I think the people that possibly I admire the most are our volunteers. These are all people who have, had great careers, great jobs, great businesses, and they choose to show up all the time. Every single week, they are there in the heat and rain, 
packing bags, um, cleaning up our storage, collecting things, you know, literally just doing literal manual labor for hours on end for no pay, for no compensation. So, you know, it's, it's so awesome when you, when you see like the heart of people, you know, and then I think what I love as well, Paul, um, is we'll distribute goggle bags to poor communities and there you'll see the grannies sharing, you know, so they have so little and they'll say, wait, you, these shoes are your size or you need this, you take it. They're not bartering, they're not trading, they're just saying, you need this. And I think I've got a beautiful memory. Um, a few years ago, we did a campaign called Choose Your Shoes. This campaign went viral. And um, I remember us going to Thousand Hills Community Helpers and each granny was given a, a see-through, a transparent plastic bag. And we said, you can choose five pairs of shoes. And what I found was so interesting is most of the grannies, they never chose a pair of shoes for themselves. Every pair was for the children that they look after. And to me, that was such a beautiful sign of humanity. You know, they were there to receive, but they were literally paying it forward with every single thing they chose. Paulie, does it remind you of the story that Dr. Mtia Soliman um, shared with us about um, getting to that war-torn place where only children were arriving uh, to receive medical supplies and it turned out that the elders in the village had, you know, sent the small ones ahead. Uh, and I just, I just find it so amazing that even right down to the nuts and bolts of our DNA as humans, that when we are up against the wall, we do have this most wonderful factory setting of returning to kindness. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We've seen so many situations where families have no food and the children will be fed first. And the, I mean, we've heard terrible stories where the gogos will, will literally eat, put sand into their maize to make it go further. Or at night, they'll boil water um, if they can't feed their children and they'll give them hot water. And, um, you know, last year was possibly the most harrowing year in my time with Robin Hood, which has been 16 years uh, uh, one community worker, he called us, he sent us this voice note sobbing, saying, I think I've just saved somebody's life. He said this old granny was living in a little hut. She hadn't eaten for four days, and he arrived with this food parcel. And, you know, and he said she was so weak. And he said, I think I've just saved her life, you know. And it, it's so close to home. You know, the, these are people within three, four, five kilometers of our homes um, who have nothing. So it's so important, I think, for us to be aware that, Poverty has a face and it has a name and, and it is very, very close to home. And um, so often we don't see it and then we, we think it's not there. But, um, you know, I think obviously leading an organization like Robin Hood on a weekly basis, we are receiving messages. I get messages from Facebook. I get messages on WhatsApp from people with photos of their kids saying, please, you have to help us. Even if it's just my children, I don't need anything, but can you feed my children? Can you clothe my children? So, yeah, it's been, it's been a very, very tough year for so many people. And also people who are asking on behalf of others, I'm fine, but can you help this family? I know. And it's amazing how everybody stepped up. And, and I think it's been, it's been an interesting year. I mean, last year we did the, the soup kitchen for 16 weeks at Stoker's. And we had people, people from the community popping in with a pocket of potatoes, with butternut, you know, people bringing spinach, people just saying, how can I help? I, I'm, I'm here. So it's amidst the, almost the worst of it, we also saw the best of it, if that makes sense. But I think while you're talking, it seems like such an important ingredient to helping people activate their kindness uh, and share their kindness, that when we start 
talking with one another about where we are at or where our neighbors at or when we connect them with someone like the Robin Hood Foundation, when we start communicating, yeah, that energy flow just kicks into such a beautiful motion. And so I think for all of us to be conscious of that, we have to talk about this, talk about where we're at, where our neighbors are at and connect them with people like the Robin Hood Foundation so that we can make our community work in this kind of got this image in my mind of this, of this flow of kindness. But talking about stuff is such an important part of kickstarting that process. Absolutely, Paul. And it's, it's funny, I, um, I sort of run our, our charity as, as I would run a business. And I'm all about there's no competition. We're all in this together. And we were so blessed. Um, last month, we got nearly a million rands worth of biscuits we were able to help nearly 80 other organizations where we said, come, come to us, bring your vehicles. We will fill your vehicles with biscuits for your communities. And it was just such a beautiful opportunity to, to make a difference. And um, we recently got um, a container load of toys. You know, we've also been able to say to creches, come and visit, come and get some toys. We will come to you as well. So, you know, I think it's so important that um, – this sort of mindset that we are all in this together. We, we are here to help each other. There's no sort of us versus them, but we're all making a difference and trying to do what we can with what we have. And I must say in the 16 years that we've been going, our storage has never been empty. We've tried, we tried to empty it. And as we all close those doors, the next car load or truck load will arrive. So we've definitely seen, I think the best of humanity. But Paul, I think now's the time where, where people could say, okay, it's Mandela week or it's Mandela month. What can I do? What do I have? And I think it can, can extend even as simply as who in my family is in need. You know, maybe it's, it means I need to make a meal for someone or I need to make a call to someone who's lonely. Um, if you work in a company, who amongst my team or my staff is in need? So I think it's starting where we are, using what we've got. You know, it's not about running out there into the streets uh, during a pandemic. I think it's more about actually what have I got that I, you know, what kindness can I show? And I think when we start looking in those spaces, we start finding those opportunities like crazy. I think that sometimes people may not even realize um, the kind of universal blessing that comes with showing kindness. I often feel like I'm the one that's receiving while I'm giving. I went to Cindy's birthday party not too long ago. And in true Cindy fashion, uh, her invite was a picture of a dog with sunglasses on it saying, I've gone to the dogs. Please don't bring me any gifts, but rather bring dog food and stuff for the doggies. And it was just such a beautiful collection of people that came there to celebrate you. But while we were celebrating you, you were celebrating the dogs. And I just think that that is just such a, um, such a beautiful thing to see. Absolutely. And Jane, we managed to collect over a ton of dog food from that event. So it really, it really did... Uh, creates a lot of energy and momentum. And, you know, I think I think um, I was reading a, um, a book uh, yesterday called When is Enough Enough? Like, what is enough? And the one comment that I read that really resonated with me was that if we want to become happier, and let's be honest, everybody does, the single most powerful route to happiness is to do random acts of kindness for others. Mm. Jane, I have a kindness journal that I fill in every week. What did I do? for others that nobody knows about. And it's not about uh, these, these things are never shared with the world, but these are just my accountability to myself. And I cannot tell you how many beautiful moments are in that kindness journal, things that I did for people. And I get such a kick out of it. And I think, 
you know, it would be so exciting to see that movement carry on and be extended where people, not just on Mandela Day, but maybe every week go, I'm sure I can find 67 minutes to make a difference. You know, who can I extend kindness to? And um, it's amazing when you start looking, you will find it. You'll find the opportunities. And it's a little bit of a drug. It's, it's exciting. It's, it's rewarding. And um, it's an instant route to happiness. Yeah, I think for me as well, being um, so mindful of wanting to raise children um, that are fueled by gratitude can sometimes be difficult living in an instant gratification world and not obviously wanting to terrorize my children with the dire situation of people eating out of bins and needing you know, very little to keep going. And we are so rich in so many ways. What advice would you give a mom? Because I know that you've got two beautiful daughters, but how do you instill gratitude from a soul level. I mean, maybe it's age appropriate as well, given that my kids are 10 and eight respectively. Um, maybe it's easier to chat about this kind of thing, you know, more deep dive when you're, they're a little bit older, but it's definitely something that I struggle with wanting to create or raise children that are gratitude inspired, not entitled. Absolutely. I, I think sometimes it is about the experience of actually seeing the other side of the fence. So um, my children have, since they were little, have been to the creches, they've been to the gobble bag drops, they've been to Blesser Granny. You know, whenever we go, we have a conversation about, you know, about the people that we've seen. And, and then I think to reinforce it positively, thank you for giving up your time. Do you see why, you know, and letting them know the why. Why are we packing these bags? Who are they for? Why would people need these bags? And then afterwards, just saying, well done, thank you. You've you've really made such a difference. And, and you know, it encourages them. So as you say, it's not the deep, dark stories, but it's just this is making a difference. And And I think children need to understand that, they don't have to wait until the adults to make a difference. They can do that now. I remember the one, bless the granny, this elderly lady received her gift and then she started crying and I went up to her and said, what is wrong? And there was a card written by a child just saying, granny, so-and-so, I love you um, and love from. And you could see it was in a child's writing. And she said, this person loves me, you know, and, and, you know, that was a handwritten card from a child. And, you know, so so sometimes we, we think it's got to be big things. It's often the little things. And then we've gone to the old age homes. And, you know, many of those old folk never see children and they never see dogs. So we've taken dogs to the old age homes. But let me tell you, when they see a little child, all they want to do is hug them. You know, there's something about touch. You know, they, they often don't get touched or touch anyone. So, you know, it's, it's little things that we can do so, so easily to make a difference. Jane, years ago, I read a book called 29 Gifts. And there was a woman who was really ill. And she went to a healer who said, try and give something away for 29 days. And this book is a beautiful you know, story about how she started feeling better and better and better. And every day she would look for opportunities to make a difference. And she gave away a pot plant. She gave away a bra. She, she made meals. And, you know, she just suddenly started finding her joy. You know, I think so many people feel unhappy and they, they look to medicate themselves. They look for short-term fixes. But I think um, a life of giving is a surefire way of creating massive joy. You told me about that book, how, I don't know how many years ago, and uh, I'm proud to say it sits in my uh, very special bookcase. What a beautiful thing. But again, you know, um, kindness and energy and giving comes with, I say it again, this universal blessing of purpose. 
it does become addictive. I've got to be honest. It's very, very seldom that you'll come to my home and not leave with something. May it be vitamins, may it be <laughs> something off my shelf that you've admired. I, for me, that is the greatest joy is to give. I just, that for me is such a kick. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm laughing here because my latest treasure from Jane is my Louis Vuitton face mask. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Oh, no. And I don't know, Paul, I've realized in the last year, you know, that so many people have spent more time at home than ever before. And they've looked around their homes and gone, my gosh, I've got so much stuff. And, you know, I love that saying, if if having stuff doesn't make you happy, try giving it away. And I think, you know, if you think about it, some people sit with hundreds of items in their cupboards that they'll never use. And then, but they've never, ever experienced walking into a shack where somebody doesn't even have a cup. And, you know, when you do that, you start realizing, gee, I can live on so much less and what I have in my house could bless 50 families or 20 families. So about a year ago, I did a, I thought, let me try and take a thousand items out of my house. (laughs) And it was very easy. I'm afraid, I'm ashamed to say it was very easy. So many of us are caught up in this consumerism. We go shopping as a pastime and maybe we could change it. It's better. It's more socially distant not to shop. Uh, right now, but also to say, what can I pass on to somebody else who will use it? And I think what we've done with Robin Hood is there's a lot of transparency in everything. So you donate to us, we put it in that directly into the hands of the recipient. And we, you know, it's funny, we, we've been going 16 years and we've built relationships with church workers, community workers, social workers, and other admirable organizations. So when we work with them, we know everything is going into the hands of the people who need it the most. So I think Mandela month is a wonderful time just to remind ourselves that, you know what, kindness can make a difference. And each one of us has within us this reservoir of kindness that we can actually extend to others. And I would love to encourage people to be resourceful and creative this this year. You know, just because you don't want to leave your house or you shouldn't leave your house, it doesn't mean that you can't make a difference. And I think even young kids, there are young kids who are brilliant at maths and science and English. They could tutor somebody online. They could, you know, there, there's so many things they could do um, that uh, if they apply themselves to it. So I would love to see this um, sort of movement of creativity and and initiative and and excitement and I must say from my post last week where I said I'll do five business coaching sessions I've had people offering to do motivational talks I've had people saying they're going to have offer somebody to come for a treatment at their spa and I think it's wonderful you know it's lovely to see people going actually I I want to extend kindness to another human I think it's 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 what we're born to do well I think Nelson Mandela obviously is celebrated for being a great man who did very very big great things but I think when you often listen to stories of people who met with him, communities who he visited, it's so often his small gestures that really had the biggest impact on people's lives. And I think that that's such a, an encouragement and a reminder to all of us that don't hold out to be kind uh, when you can only do big, big moments. Start with the really small stuff because it adds up really quickly. Paul, you're absolutely right. I've heard so many people say that that when they met him, he made them feel special. And I think that's the human need right now. So many people are isolated, they're lonely, and they feel that who they are doesn't matter. A couple of years ago, I went to one of the old age homes for Blessed Granny, and I walked in with our coordinator, and this gentleman stopped. He was so excited. He thought that our coordinator was his daughter. He hadn't seen her for four years. 
and there we were all in tears. He hugged her and he said, I'm so sorry. I thought you were my daughter. And she said, well, today I'm your daughter. We had tea with him and he told us some stories. He was in tears. He was crying. And, you know, you know, just that time, just that acknowledgement of we understand you're lonely, you know, such a small thing, but it just made such a difference to this, this old man. And I don't ever think it is about the big things. It's, it's always the little things. Since how can people get hold of, uh, if they want to find out more about the Robin Hood Foundation, how they can get involved, where can they go? They can email us at info at robinhoodfoundation.co.za. Um, we're also very active on Facebook. So if they just look up the Robin Hood Foundation, they will find us there. And yeah, we, we share about all our activities and, and opportunities. And as soon as the pandemic is under control, we will have a week of Sami Army where people make sandwiches for about two hours and <laughs> we make loads and loads of them. Uh, and we'd love the public to get involved with that as well. But um, yeah, my encouragement to people is just, you know, what what is what is something that, that makes your soul sore? And then that's kind of an indication that that's an area that you you know, you have a passion for, whether it's animals or sick people or feeding people, whatever it is that you, you feel led to do, uh, do that thing. And, and as Paul was saying, it's never the big things. Often it's that little thoughtful gesture that just makes somebody's day. Jane, a few years ago, I was running a big conference for Entrepreneurs for Africa. I was very stressed. And a friend of mine arrived that night, the end of the conference. It was like 6.30 at night. I was absolutely shattered. And she brought me Boboti. I stood in my driveway crying my eyes out at that thoughtful gesture. And, you know, it's, it's, it's funny how the little things can just make somebody's day. And, and I think when somebody's experienced kindness from somebody else, they want to pay it forward. It's, it's sort of in our DNA. Well, I... I don't know even know how to put it into words of how much of an impact you've made on my life and how blessed I feel to have you a phone call away. I remember going through some of the darkest days uh, in my life and you always being there and still you will continue to spontaneously drop me a message saying, how can I help you? Is there anything I can do for you? Um, and I get a bit teary talking about it because I just, I don't, I don't think you realize what an impact you have in our community and how many people look up to you and make us want to be better people. So Cindy, thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Jane. And thank you for the opportunity to chat today. It really means a lot to me. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, you're so welcome. And good luck for all the amazing, wonderful things you're getting up to in July. We wish you so well. Thank you very, very much. Um, yeah, we, July is our best month, and um, this year will be no different. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Go well. You've been listening to Kindness Can, the podcast. Find out more at kindnesscan.co.za.